So today we're going to look through the valley of dry bones, but I wanted to start with a scripture from Hebrews 11 and verse number 1. And Dan has gone to all the trouble of typing in and adding in a whole bunch of these scriptures, and the first one I'm going to read is not on the list that I've given him. (laughs) So I apologise, Dan, right now. I'm expecting a microphone flying from here any minute now from the back. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Mark 11 says, Jesus replied to them, have faith in God, full stop. I assure you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, all the things you pray and ask for, believe that you have received them and you will have them. I love these couple of scriptures. Now, faith is. Not later, now, faith is. Jesus said, have faith in God, full stop, that's enough. So this morning I want to talk about our spiritual side of our life a little bit, if I may. And I appreciate that this is the fourth message you've heard today, plus Dan's song leading. (laughs) But um, they're all sort of linked a little bit together, methinks. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Jesus replied to them, have faith in God. This last month or so, we've been reading from Ezekiel 37 and and we've been speaking that out into the atmosphere because, like I was saying, we are, everyone knows we have three parts. We are spirit, we are soul, our mind, our will and emotions, our personality. Love your personality, by the way, Warwick, very funny. And our body. So our body is just one of parts of who we actually are. So I want to talk about your spirit man, your spirit woman today. Um, in, when we're reading through these scriptures because, you know, technically and that sort of stuff, in my mind, it's not the brilliance of what we can work out in our headspace. It's the brilliance of what God's, God does in the spirit. So today, let's focus on that. Other days, we'll focus on other things. But today, let's think about our spirit, man. Speaking of which, I remember Warwick's grandmother because we knew her as well being a part of the church. And she used to, um, she was always, you know, you know when the Bible says pray without ceasing? And, you know, some people sort of take that to extreme. Have you ever met anyone like that who just continuously talk in tongues or, or pray? Have you ever met people like that? that? That's cool, whatever floats your boat. But she was always in a, in a place of prayer, you know, and you'd be, you'd be wandering past her and you'd hear her go, yep, yep. And you'd think, what on earth is going on? And she's just talking to Jesus. Yep, yep, I'm hearing what you're saying, Jesus. Remember, she used to do that all the time. Yep. And you think to yourself, what an incredible woman that regardless of where and how and what and what, how much money she had and all those sorts of things and how her body was failing. Yep, Jesus, I hear what you're saying. And then she'd have the boldness to speak it. Ezekiel 37, let's go with me if you have a Bible. Otherwise, I think it might be on the screen. Again, I gave these to all these guys this morning and they've done a great job turning it around. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones and he led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. 
I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come, come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And, I was prof- and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man and say to it this is what the sovereign lord says come breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live so i prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them they came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, My people, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from then, I'll put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Holy Spirit, this day, God, we get serious, we get real, Jesus. Lord, no longer are we interested in the things of this world but holy spirit we are interested in you and what you bring of our lives father every single one of us in this place today god put your spirit in us so that we might live in jesus name in jesus name amen isn't it incredible words, hey? When I was originally thinking this, I was thinking to myself, you know, we could make lots of noise and get all fired up and get empowered and jump around and dance all about. And, and I realised that, that uh, life's a lot more than that. Sometimes we need to get up and make a lot of noise. You guys know that I like to do that from there. You see me banging on the stage and making lots of noise. But, but sometimes we need the breath of God. To, to lift us up that, that we might live when I was thinking of this scripture I was thinking <clears throat> earlier I was thinking earlier in the month I was thinking the valley of dry bones can be you know it can be just let's get up church let's start to rise and let's let's uh, you know let's let's just do crazy things and let's do you know stuff but I thought to myself you know really this raising of the army is less about just you or just me personally it's about us individually yes it's about the life in the church yes but it's about the life in this world how impacting would we be in this world if we lived by and according to the spirit makes you think a little bit doesn't it like i enjoy fine things i enjoy a really good steak i like to ride my motorcycle I like to drive my Land Cruiser. But sometimes you've got to put all that stuff aside and say, God, I want to get serious. I want to get real with you. My challenge today to us, church, is simply this. Are we ready to get real? 
what does that mean? Does that mean we have to um, do a whole bunch of things? Does that mean we have a 20-point plan about how we're going to get there? No, it simply means that we, we say to God, God, this day put your spirit in me that you might live through my life. Simple, eh? What did Jesus say? Have faith in God, full stop. I really believe, church, that, that we are on, you know, we're on a path and on a track to, to really impact, you know, impact our community and that sort of stuff. But it takes, it's going to take us as a collective to really go for it and, and to do it. It's going to take the Holy Spirit moving through us. You know, like the scripture says, we are the bride of Christ. So how much better when you're doing stuff with your partner, with your, with your husband or your wife or, or whatever. We are the body and every, if everyone plays their part, then the whole body comes fully alive. If we are an eye, then don't, be, don't try to hear. Be an eye. Turn with me to Revelation 19. When I sing songs like We Will Ride, you know that We Will Ride song? We will ride with the armies of a heaven. I think about these scriptures. Revelation 19 verse 6. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as a sound of mighty thundering saying, Alleluia for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the land has come and his wife has made herself ready. I want to be ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the, st- of the saints. Jump down to verse 11. Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven, we will ride, right? Clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule with the rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, in my Bible is on exclamation marks, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know, when we do stuff on behalf of Bayside, if we run a connect group or if we run a, you know, a, we're part of the kids group or whatever else, often in the case, particularly of the kids, they've got the yellow shirts. You've got Bayside's name on your, on your, on your chest. That means you are, you know, we are authorising, you know, saying to you, yep, yep, you're, you're part of the deal. You're the one. You know, you're, you're part of this team. When Jesus gets up there and, and leads with his heavy metal T-shirt, it says Lord of Lords. It says King of Kings. I don't know about you, but that, but that's sort of, that sort of uh, floats my boat. You know, that floats my boat. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We are not talking about a God that you can knock on the door and he never answers. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're talking about the King that rides on, the, on, on a white horse with, with an army surrounding them and, and, and coming with him into battle. You know, like I said earlier, you know, for me, when I'm, when I'm singing up here, 
at times I'll have my eyes open, but at times I'll have my eyes shut and, I'll, and I will see the waves of the Holy Spirit flood through this place. I'll see people's lives turned and changed and, and bodies healed in, in the Spirit. So I say, Spirit, come. I say, Holy Ghost, let's get rid of the religion. Let's get rid of the stuff. Let's get rid of the programs. Let's find the Holy Ghost. You know, does it mean we throw everything out? No, no of course not. We've got to use our brain. But I say, Spirit, come. I say, Spirit, come. Holy Ghost, let us rise from the inside of us. And God, have faith. We have faith in God. Jesus, we have faith in you. Holy Spirit, on the inside of us, lifting up us from a place of, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. Everyone's got their own battles. We are spirit beings and be assured we leave it not only, um, we live not only in the natural, but also in the spirit. I want to live more like Warwick's grandmas, more in the spirit, less in the natural. A generation now gone, mostly. A generation that, that lived a whole lot more simply. A generation that lived through extremely hard times through world wars. And yet you've, you see some women like that who, who will lead and who will call people to account. Jesus, let your... Let your let, let your spirit come from within us. Let it, let, it, let it come through us. Do you know what I mean? Let it come through us, God, that we would be instruments. Do you know what I mean? Of your, of your work on this place. The Bible says in Ephesians, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this dark age, darkness of this age, against spiritual hoaxes of wickedness in the heavenly places. Does it mean we need to see a, you know, a... Does it mean to see we need to see a commie under the bed? Remember that from back in the 60s or 70s or whatever it was, the 50s? No, it's not about that. We don't need to see a devil in every place. But just know that we're, fight, we're a fight in the spirit. So as equally valid is, as it is for all the Richmond supporters to give their scarves to the people that are, that are needing them, it's, or Carlton people or whatever, equally important for those to give to to give it's important for us to say you know what god we give it all we give it all take out you know fire us up on the inside god fire up our spirit let us let us really rise i really love in in one corinthians i just want to say thanks to dan dan down the back dan nagster because you know, I've got a little app that magically just, I just copy and paste all this information into my thing, so it's really easy. But Dan grabbed these this morning and typed all this stuff in because our church computer doesn't have the passion translation in it. And I've given him some scriptures that are like 20 pages long. And so I appreciate you, Dan. He's the man. Come on, let's thank Dan because three or four times a month he's making the sound sound great and doing all this stuff in the background is just brilliant. Have a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is what I mean by part of it's us, part of it's in the spirit, but it's all about us together, I think. Just as a human body is one, though it has many parts. Sorry, did I say 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12? 
Just as a human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit we were immersed and mingled into one single body. And we, no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. See the theme? In fact, the human body is not a single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. I would suggest a couple of hundred people right here. Many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's forgetting that it's still a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, I'm not really a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. Think of it this way, if the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? And if the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. I want you to do something, you know, like uh, Pentecostal. Turn to the person next to them, to you and say these words, God has carefully designed me. God has carefully designed me. Say it again, come on. God has carefully designed me. Each member and he's designed me and placed me in the body to function as he desires. Interesting, hey? God, use us as you desire. Because, God, we have enough desires of our own. Jesus, use us. Simplify it down, hey? I love this. This is why I like this translation. I'll read that again. But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required. Isn't that a great... You won't find that in the King James Version. A diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one, one body. My question, church, is what is your gift? How, how are you going to be involved in, in, in his army? Do you know to send an army into, into the battle... Clearly, you don't want slightly unfit 50-year-olds running around on the front line like myself. What you want is you want fit, strong, 23. You want guys like this one right here. <laughs> we, want, we, want Elias. we want Elias up there. We want fit, strong men, boys, women, whatever, that know how to, Sorry? You reckon? I'd be a big target. I'd take plenty of target from everybody else. That's one of those things when I look at that um, thing up there with the, with the bow and arrows thing from the men's camp. It's like, I'm just, I'm just too big a target. And do you see he got hit in the head, one of those blokes? With the, just like, nah, nah. The little fellas like Jimmy and them can do that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to get hit in the head. No, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> That's it. But you know what I mean? We want, our, we want on the front line of the battle the strongest and the most skilled. You know, and and to to for them to be able to do that in, in particularly in you know the world wars that we had a, you know almost a century ago, you know we had a whole bunch of people in in the hospitals looking after you know nurses and doctors men and women looking after people, we had a whole bunch of people back living in the in in the hometowns making weapons of war. So because you know a person stands up the front and preaches, that's just simply one part of the body. You know, there's people like my mum who is here in the back row. Hi, mum. 
There, there are people like my mum who, who every morning when you look out across the paddock is sitting there with a Bible and she's been reading and praying for all of her kids and her grandkids. She's got plenty to pray for in my case and in many of our cases. But we need the prayers. We need the people that, that, that are the deep into the word. We need the people like um, Warwick's grandma that calls others to account, you know. Can I encourage you, it's not about having the flash and being up the front. It's about what can we do? Imagine, imagine how much harder it would be to see if both of our eyes checked out. You wouldn't be able to see. I'm tipping. We are fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose. You know, our church has been looking at the Enneagram thingamajigo, which sort of puts people in nine different categories, but sort of doesn't because then it's got a whole bunch of wings and then it's got a whole bunch of opposites and then you've got to do this and do that and whatever else. Can I argue that there are, in the old school, 7,714,576,923 different personalities on this planet right now? Or in the American sense, 7,714,576,923 people alive today and we're all unique and fearfully and wonderfully made. What do you reckon? What do you think, Terry? Hey, one of a kind, baby. One of a kind. Because every one of our experiences is different. Every one of our giftings is different. You are made specifically for a purpose for this day and for this time. For some, to- for some of us, it'll be, it'll be time for us to, to um, you know, to, to let the ground, you know, the fallow, what do you call it when you let the ground sit for that fallow? When you let that ground sit. For some of us, it'll just be time to just sit and, and just let God pour. Just as important as the person up the front with, you know, with the shield and the sword and, and whatever else fighting. So we all have a place. We must come back to the Spirit and allow Him to sustain us and help us understand the ways of God, the call for us. We must bring our own sense of, of who we are because, you, you know, you are just incredible. You are incredible. You are called and you are here for a very specific purpose. Let's rise together as a body. Let's rise together as an army church and let's... And, and let's Say, God, use us. Simply that. Arms open wide. God, use me. Spirit, have your way in me. Oh, I've just got so much more stuff here. Keep going. <laughs> so we are made up of different parts, hey? Can I suggest that you actively and passionately Seek what part it is that God has, it for, God has for you today in the life of Bayside family. You know, we were chatting in the core leadership team last Sunday about really simplifying things down to we're, we're going to have two or three projects, not 50, you know. And let's, let's, as a body, let's go kick those goals. You know, we were talking about our kitchen, which has been a long-term process. Well, why don't we just get that thing done? It's going to cost us a bit of money. We're all going to have to give. I used to work in the factory where they used to make Nescafe, an international roast. And there's definitely a reason why you don't want to drink international roast. It's the leftovers off the floor in the vacuum cleaner. 
It's not quite that bad. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> not as fancy as that blend 43. But, um, you know, let, let's, let's, let's find a way over the next month or so to, to raise a few grand and finish the kitchen off. We want to do some pretty cool things in there, maybe put an oven in, maybe move things around so you can go through the door without killing the person on the other side of it. The, the infamous coffee machine that we've talked about for months and years and decades. You know, we have everyone ready. We've got the baristas. We've got everything ready to go. So, so, so why not as a congregation, let's remove the stumbling block of money. Let's give to that thing and get it done. Um, sorry? Send the bucket around. <laughs> yeah. so, so we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. Jesus said this, he said, first of all, the commandments is here, and the other thing we want to do is, you know, we want to get involved in local missions, hey, in Frankston Town. Care Force? No. LifeGate. For whatever reason, I cannot remember. LifeGate is a local Frankston ministry that feeds the poor and has a real impact in our town. We want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of something that, that literally impacts the people five minutes down the road, two minutes down the road. So we'll, we'll talk more about this as we go, but let's, let's simplify things down to the simple and the basic, you know. Um, <clears throat> I've talked about the body. I've talked about finding our fit. I've talked about us living and loving and giving according to our gifts. This is what I reckon the re results will be for us. Number one, there'll be a fulfillment of your purpose on this place. I couldn't knit a scarf to save myself. Having said that, I knitted a little set of pyjamas for my teddy bear when I was about eight or nine. <laughs> so, so for me sitting down and, and knitting, I'd be much better off going and programming a factory and giving the money the time that it took me to knit something. Do you know what I mean? So be efficient with your time. Be efficient with your gifts. Be efficient with your purpose. It sort of doesn't make sense to, to try fix your car if you don't really know how to do it, does it? Modern cars don't just have one ECU or one computer in them. They have, you know, tens of the things. Do you know what I mean? Our indicators used to be turned on from a little relay that turned them on and off and on and off and on and off. Nowadays, it's all done by... A CAN bus, but we don't need to get into that. It's done by electronics. It's done by a network. You know, like your network at home, Wi-Fi? It's done by that sort of technology. So be efficient in your purpose. Number one, a fulfillment of your purpose. Number two, people will be loved and inspired. How much more inspired and, and loved will we feel as, we're, as the encouragers are, are encouraged to encourage? Sometimes we just need, you know, I caught up with Rob, Pastor Rob the other day and he said something. I don't even know what he said. He goes, I can't even remember what it, what it was, but he said something encouraging. I, I went away feeling like I was eight feet tall, you know. I believe we will see a strong church. Not that we're not strong. We are a strong church. We're a very deeply bonded church. One of the things that you can see by that is the amount of time it takes to actually get the lights turned off after church on a Sunday morning. <laughs> And by the fact that the, whoever's up the front has to tap the microphone and bang on the door and, you know, to, to actually settle everybody down after talking. So we are a strong church, but I think, I think we will get stronger. We'll be a, ch a church that impacts the world with the love and the spirit of God. 
We're a church that will impact the spirit realm over this area. We'll be a church that will battle in the spirit and overcome. We will not fight against the flesh. We will fight spirit to spirit. We will not fight against people by being nasty or, or aggressive or anything like that. But in the spirit, we know our place. We are the army that has risen. We are the army that God has put his spirit on the inside of us. We are the army that Jesus has called for this day in this place. So let's rise, church. What do you say? I think we can do it. I really do. I think, I think we just need to go back to those couple of scriptures that I talked about at the start, which was simply this, have faith in God, full stop. Have faith in God. How about we stand and we're going to pray?